baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good morning, Beth Ann. Good morning, Don. Nice to be on the show. As, as always, you know, it's great to hear your voice, and we love your voice of reason, and you've looked into this. Take us through, first of all, and we'll focus on what you've written about the Senate bill introduced by two senators who are Democrats addressing students and family digital privacy, and it moved to an education committee. This is a huge issue. I know in New Jersey there have been proposed bills. We hear about AI we hear about privacy issues. Take me through what you see here, Beth Ann. Sure. So I was interested when I saw the Senate bill introduced and moved to committee because it, it was introduced by Democrats and it focuses on how we can protect our kids' data in school. And I mean, any parent out there knows whether your kid has a smartphone or a tablet or an iPad or whatever. I mean, it is really hard to monitor where they go, what they do, what information they're putting out there about themselves. So I recognize that schools have a difficult task with this as well. But I think it's interesting because this bill is specifically geared towards third-party vendors. So particularly since the you know, extended school closures, schools have relied on third-party vendors, educational software systems at a much higher level than they did prior to school closures. And so they, there are a lot of contracts out there with a lot of different software companies that school districts have to manage. And some of these companies do a better job than others in managing student data. And for me, the big difference is, you know, when my children are at home, I mean, I'm responsible to watch where they're going and what they're doing and what information they put out there. But when they're at school, I don't have any control over that. And so it's important to me as a parent that my children's data is not being spread, their you know, personal information is not being you know, spread throughout the Internet. So I actually was interested in this bill, and I'm appreciative of the Democratic senators who introduced it. And I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether this moves through and whether they get bipartisan support to get it passed. Yeah, and so you, you go through it and name, you, you named um, Tracy Penichick. Am I saying her name right? And I've interviewed her before. Uh, Tracy Penichick, Republican, representing parts of Berks and Montgomery counties. Um, yes, so she's the, the, the one Republican that is also supporting the bill as it moves through the process. And a man, Senator, State Senator Amanda Capaletti, she's Delco and Monco as well, John Kane, parts of Chester and Delco. So they're working together on this. And so what do you, what do you like about this Senate, this proposed Senate bill? Well, I think that, number one, they're looking at a statewide approach so that at every school district, the same precautions are being taken. And while I'm not a huge fan of government overreach and standardizing everything across the state, I actually think for this particular purpose that it is important to have uniform ways to protect our students' data. 
So that was number one that I, I liked that they were taking a statewide approach and that the state would provide support to school districts about, you know, the plans that they set up. And if they need technical assistance, there will be somebody at the Department of Education to do that. And there will also be somebody designated at the Department of Education to review the school district plans and to provide an annual report to the legislature about data breaches. Right now, nobody's looking at that. So if there is a data breach at a school district level, there's nobody at the state that's looking at that, monitoring that, figuring out how that happened and what could be done to prevent that from happening again. Um, I, I spoke in my article about an article that came out in Wired Magazine that referenced a program called Raptor Technologies. And for any parents out there who volunteer in schools, most of the school districts use Raptor because when you want to be in the school to volunteer in the library or go on a field trip or whatever the case may be, you have to give your driver's license and Raptor runs your information to make sure that, you know, you're not a pedophile or you don't have criminal charges that would prevent you from being in the schools. And there was a big data breach with 5,300 school districts in the U.S. Um, I have no idea because we don't have the data as to whether any of those were in southeastern Pennsylvania. But it just goes to show you that none of these companies, none of these software companies are immune to data breaches. And this one wasn't even a specific hack. It was just a data breach that somebody, you know, data was left open for people to be able to access. So I think that having a statewide approach to ensuring our children's data safety is, is the right way to go. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how they get this. Hopefully that they'll get the bipartisan support to get this through. Can I, can I ask your take as well, Bethann Rasika, on yesterday's budget proposal? It's a historic budget, historic increases. Um, Governor Josh Shapiro unveiled that. Obviously, it still has to, you know, go through the sausage-making process of the legislature and, and uh, hopefully won't take as long as the last time around. But on this one, you know, making some proposals about overhauls and investments in education, which is obviously your your wheelhouse, he wants to overhaul Pennsylvania's higher ed systems, but also pump money into those um, those systems that are hurting and under underfunded. Do you have some takeaways you can share with us? Sure, Don. And as a matter of fact, I'm working on a much larger piece right now that I hope will be out in the next couple of weeks to really talk about the state of our schools and will money actually fix the problem? And I think that this is really the dilemma. And I think this is really where everything breaks down along partisan lines. Republicans have one view of how this should be done. Democrats have another view about how this should be done. And we can't seem to bring people together to find a solution that will actually fix some of these issues. Um, I always like to go back to the COVID relief money. I mean, historic amounts of dollars, billions of dollars were pumped into our public schools during extended school closures. And we have not seen, in my opinion, any return on investment of what that money was used for or any of the changes that could be made. I've talked about this before that, you know, Philadelphia school district received so much money in, in COVID relief 
and yet we still don't have functioning air conditioning systems in many of the schools in the buildings to the point that and when it's really, really hot, they dismiss kids early and they continue to miss more time. Yeah, so I am not a big believer that money alone is going to fix this problem. There are huge systemic issues that need to be addressed. And I'm actually right now looking at the when when the legislature published the report Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The, the Basic Education Funding Commission published the report that is now sort of driving Governor Shapiro's recommendations for what needs to happen going forward. There are actually two reports. There's the majority report and the minority report. And based the committee members, there were 15 committee members, six Republicans, uh, six Republican senators, six Republican House members, and then six Democrats on each side as well. So 12 elected officials and then three uh, folks from the Shapiro administration. Um, for the most part, the voting on the majority and the minority report broke down along party lines with one Democrat uh, voting no on both reports. But it's interesting when you compare the majority report, which was basically the Democratic report that moved forward, and the minority report from the Republicans, I mean, they are very different. You know, the, the amount of funding, funding being the answer, really was what the driving force was behind the Democratic majority report. And then in the Republican minority report, you see things like school choice being a way to help level the playing field, um, you know, across the state of Pennsylvania for education for kids. So it's definitely two very different approaches. And again, I don't think that money and money alone is the solution because what we just saw from the COVID money to me is not bearing the results that yeah. we're, we're really looking for. Yeah. And to your point, I mean, now Governor Shapiro, what he proposed out of this, as I look through the budget, it's you know, $300 million in funding, sustainable funding that they, they would address the aging school building issue that you're talking about, Beth Ann Rossica to modernize the facilities, and that, that is also to deal with asbestos and lead. And then five, about $5.5 billion for K-12 through 12 over the next seven years. I'm just wondering how much money was allocated and earmarked for the Lifeline Scholarships Program. Right, right. Well, and that, and that is a, a huge issue. And one of my recommendations in the city of Philadelphia, because there are truly buildings that are crumbling and falling apart, and no child in the state of Pennsylvania or the country should have to be forced to attend a public school in those type of physical conditions. It's not yeah. fair. It's not right. And I agree that that is patently unconstitutional to make kids go to those types of schools. But again, most of those schools that are in that kind of disrepair 
are probably not worth renovating or fixing. They probably need to be bulldozed yeah. and repurposed for something else. And I do think that if we expanded the Lifeline Scholarship Program or if we made school choice and vouchers a, a robust program where families could truly choose where their kids go to school, mm-hmm. the numbers of kids in public schools would diminish significantly, and we could probably close all of those buildings that are crumbling and falling apart and open up the competition so that private companies and agencies that, you know, have funding and want to come in and open schools that would provide competition, I think that there is actually a way to make that work. Um, But the Democrats are patently opposed to expanding not just the Lifeline Scholarship Program, which again, I always describe as a dipping your toe in the water of school choice, but a full and robust school choice voucher program where families could choose where they want to go. The Democrats are against that because the teachers union funds them, you know, almost exclusively. And the teachers union doesn't want to lose members, which is what will happen if we open school choice to to the level where every family could choose where their kids want to go to school. Well, we look forward to, and hopefully we can do a deep dive with you when that next piece comes out, because you always do such great research. Beth Ann Rossica, thank you so much for joining me this morning and giving us your insights into all these issues. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks, Don. Have a great day. Oh, you too. Have a great Wednesday. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 